Hello. It is Super Boost, Thursday night football, Thursday, November 18th, 2021. We got a Super Boost on tonight's game, fresh out of the brain of Gumpy, the Canadian sensation, one half of the hosts of the Hammered Don Gambling Podcast that comes out of our office every single day, and they have been on a heater for months. So we're all going to win tonight, and we all win today because we have great conversations with You know, people that have never been on the show before. Now, Ian Rappaport's here. He's good. A.J. Hawk is here. He's great. How about Marcus Spears? Old Swagoo stops by for a convo. Oh, the boys are fantastic, and we can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day-to-day. If you enjoy this show, by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. Today's a big day because today is a day where week 11 begins in this beautiful, crazy, wild, unpredictable 2021 NFL season. So not only are we chugging along and it seems like we're right in the middle of the tunnel, the light at the beginning of the tunnel, long, long ago, the light at the end of the tunnel, especially now that it's a 17 game season. So go ahead and extend it another week, long, long way ahead. Now we're in the thick of it. Which teams are going to separate and rise to the top of the Lombardi Mountain? Which teams will get a tie in Pittsburgh and never compete well again? I'm not saying that that's going to be the Lions or any other team that's potentially going to tie, but now is the time where we find out the pretenders, the contenders, and on Thursday Night Football, one week removed from Lamar Jackson losing to the Miami Dolphins in his hometown just days before his... Jersey? Yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yep. His Jersey mm-hmm. celebration at Louisville. Numbers a different thing than Jersey. His Jersey celebration, they lose down in Miami. Nobody could have expected that. But tonight, instead of a risk-free same-game parlay, because we all know that the risk-free same-game parlay, Thursday night football, Thursday situation is officially dead. Because it brought too much devastation, making me feel... Dead inside every single Thursday night when I should have been looking forward to the weekend that was tonight. We will have a super boost, a boosted bet from the FanDuel Sportsbook that was not selected by me. I'll have you know. I know. Hmm. I'm not somebody that's like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm terrible at something right now. So I'm gonna have me do it. Okay. <laughs> sure. That is that is not, hey, I'm not good at this thing. You know what? Fucking sign me up to do it. I, I think if you actually go back through my life, that is one of the things that I think I hope I can hopefully give to my child. Uh, the next, Like, hey, sometimes you're just not going to have, like, hey, sometimes you're going to stink and you're going to have to recognize that you stink and you're going to have to acknowledge that you stink and then you're going to have to act accordingly. And that doesn't mean that you're going to stink forever. No, no. It just means in that particular situation, you stink. And right now I can say, I stink at picking super boosts and stuff like that. It's good. It's big of you. Very big of you. Thank you. Self-aware. Not a lot of that in society these days. Thank, thank you, Tone. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, thank Pat. You, Pat. <laughs> thank you, Pat. And whenever you're down in this self-aware cage of mirrors mm-hmm. where all you can see is yourself, 
You have to think, how do I get out of here? Oh my God, this stinks. I don't want to be the guy that can't pick a fucking super boost that can make everybody more money than they can make on any other sports book because you have access to things that other people don't like a text to FanDuel saying, hey, how about this bet right here being boosted higher than anywhere else just because I think we can maybe get you. And that's what this relationship's all about. Not everybody has that access. No. I do have that access. So whenever you're down at the bottom and you think you can't use that access for the better good of the people, what do you have to do? You have to start figuring out solutions. This particular solution, hey, Canadian Wonder Boy. Yeah, here we go. Hey, Gumpy, you let me know what I should be boosting. Because I look at the Hammer Don Cowboys. I don't. Keep them moving. A sports gambling show that goes live at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Done! 15 minutes after our show ends every single Monday through Friday. And I see two cowboys mm. who've been riding the pony and saddling the horse of sports gambling oh, yeah. just like everybody else. And they have been absolutely corralling the FanDuel Sportsbook. They go in there on their big quarter horses. Oh, How yeah. you doing? We're here now. They get their big-ass lasso out like they're Jared Allen, and they dive deep into the sports book to find bets that none of us even know exist, and they lasso, and they pull that thing back, and then they speak it into existence, which you're not supposed to do in a gambling world because the gambling gods are supposed to punish you for openly talking about what your bets are. Somehow, the hammered Don Cowboys have rode horses into success in sports gambling for six to seven months straight now. Yeah. Makes no sense. No. None. Impossible. So tonight, we attempt to get a boost. We attempt to get a bet. We attempt to get more money from FanDuel than anybody else can get because we're going to boost an odd that is going to come out of the brain of the Canadian Wonder Boy back there. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Who's the hottest of hot in the hottest of shows. Yes. Hammer Don. Bubblegum Pino. I don't think you can necessarily announce the super boost just yet. Because we don't know if it's up there yet. And to be honest, we don't know if FanDuel knows this is coming. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Not 100% sure mm-hmm. how right. it's going to go. What are you guys doing here? We got a boost. We got a boost. <laughs> Bingo. That's exactly how I show up in the text message. How you doing? How's your family? Mm-hmm. Family good? Family good. I got an idea. We'd like this to get boosted. So that has been sent. I think it's going to happen. But Gumpy, you knew that the pressure was going to be on you today. And when I looked in your eyes and when the rest of this office looked in your eyes, I saw that you saw a winner. Yeah. And I can't thank you enough for what you did for all of us, Gump. Hey, thank you, Gump. Thank you, Thank you for this win, Gump. It's an absolute honor, boys. I'll ride the saddle every goddamn day. Okay. Well, we'll figure out which horse you're on, though, and then we'll continue to yeah. ride accordingly mm-hmm. because with great access comes great responsibility. And if we're not taking advantage of the super boost, in which it has one, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of them. Awesome. It has. But everybody was getting that mix up with the risk-free same game parlay. Right. You know, like, do you ever win? Do you ever win? I was, I was starting to think to myself, you're right. I don't. Lines were blurred. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the lines were blurred. People, I, I don't know anymore. So now our horse is Gumpy. Hell yeah. Here we go, Gump. And we will ride this Canadian mm-hmm. Philly. No. Philly's a stallion. Stallion. We will ride this Canadian stallion into the super boost promised land. And when they put roses around the neck of that Canadian stallion, we will all look at our account and say, we fucking did it. Boys, we did it. We did it. Did it. Man.
Gumpy. Good pick, Gumpy. Hey, baby Gump. We don't even know if we're going to be able to get it boosted, and maybe this entire nine minutes was an effort to publicly shame FanDuel into getting it boosted because sure it is nice. quite an ask. Oh, yeah. This uh-huh. is oh, quite yeah. an ask. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I can't wait for tonight's game. Patriots, Falcons. Patriots going into Atlanta, mm-hmm. favored by six and a half, yes. I believe. Oh, yeah. And everybody's saying that's moving to seven, too. What is this all about? Is it because of what happened with the Falcons and the Cowboys? Because it's not too long ago the Falcons weren't a bad team at all. Just beat the Panthers, too, right before the Cowboys, I believe. And yeah. I mean, I'm worried because I feel the same way I do tonight as I did about the Ravens last week. Like, I took the Pats, sue me, at 20 and a half tonight because it feels like they could go on and route them. But at the same sue time. Me. Yeah, sue I, me. Hey, sorry. Sue me. Hey, sorry. Screw it. But also, you know, with how successful these underdogs have been, like we saw the last three weeks, 28-14 and something else. So I, I don't feel great about it, but at the same time, 20 and a half, three touchdowns. Will win. Go on, Tone. I heard some gobble coming from the line reading uh, out of your brain and out of your face as Connor was speaking there. Yeah, it, it's a little worrisome because of the, the primetime dogs and how mm-hmm. they've been playing. Hey, the primetime dogs... And, and because Fandle did have the Pats at seven yesterday, mm-hmm. and they dropped them down to six and a half, even though everyone's betting the Pats. So that is a red flag alert. Big time. But I have. Everybody's betting the Pats. Oh, yeah. Pats are rolling. I do. Did, 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 did we? Yeah. I will say this. <laughs> Let the Cowboys the biggest mass mismatch. He's stallion. He's got Bill Belichick on a short week. Hell yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest mismatches of the week, though, is this Patriots defense against the Atlanta Falcons offense. And defense travels, and defense can play on a short week. We'll be all right. And Mac Jones doesn't even – they don't even know where they're at right now. On the road, whatever, I don't think – they're just kind of living. It seems like they're in maybe episode one of Man in the Arena. Oh, so you're saying them, you know, barely losing to the Bucs is kind of like Brady barely losing to the Rams in his first season. Well, I I just think the entire thought that Mac Jones – is smart enough to understand the offense, which he is. Yeah, absolutely. But he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. Like he Thursday night football on the road. Matt Ryan's fifty five years old, getting mm-hmm. paid two hundred million. He's been around yeah. the block. You know, like there is a lot of reasons why you would naturally say uh, the veteran is probably right here. I don't think any of us view Mac Jones as a rookie, though. Right? Am I the only? I am having a hard time, and I don't know if it's. A, I do not judge Mac Jones versus. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Zach Wilson, hell, even throwing Mike White, mm-hmm. Fields, like for whatever reason, maybe it's because the situation is so much better. That team spent $160 million in free agents. They have weapons, and it's Bill Belichick running the whole thing. But it feels like he is just like a grown-ass man out there. It really does feel like it. And Josh McDaniels and Bill, they're not going to put him in anything he can't handle, it yeah. feels like. But that's a lot of points on the road, primetime game mm-hmm. as a rookie quarterback. It, it's it's kind of befuddling him. He's definitely in a better situation, but he doesn't turn the ball over, really. Like I feel like with all these other rookies, like you see these guys constantly throwing interceptions, and he might not be throwing for three hundred plus yards a game. But like, if you don't really turn the ball over, and you have a really good defense, and you have a good run game, like you're you're going to be just fine. But it is. I mean, after Thursday, I have no idea what to think. Like there was no way the Ravens should have got beat, and they did. So. Okay, so the short week, uh, it, it's it's qu- it's easy to look at the quarterbacks. Sure, say hey, who will handle the short week better? Because they have to read defenses and un- and learn what the offense is and everything like that. So you would think rookie quarterback, not great. But then you got to remember that this guy is the coach. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And he's smiling, talking about the short week, talking about defensive say. I mean, Bill Belichick seems to be happier when he gets asked a question in which he knows there is a great answer for. Yeah. Like, hey, I have a, I've actually done a thesis on this, so buckle up. You know, and it, that's as opposed to the Bill Belichick, uh, we play football Thursday. Mm-hmm. Football's football. Uh, Falcons actually a bird, but <laughs> on Thursday they're a football team. Mm-hmm. We're trying to play good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Shut Damn the right. fuck up. Next question. <laughs> but whenever there's something that he has a thesis on, or he feels very, mm-hmm. very, very like, hey, this needs a voice or a better voice. It feels like he's right. That's like his actual joy and happy. Win a Super Bowl on that stage for four or five seconds, probably happiness. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, do the whole yeah. celebration uh-huh. thing, right? Which and combine, go to the draft, hugging. Yeah, I, I have it. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> Bill sticking his tongue out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Those moments. There's probably like ten minutes there. Yeah, there's probably like ten minutes there where he's actually happy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it's the next day, it's like, how do we get back there again? Mm-hmm. And then for him, I think whenever he gets a chance to make people feel dumb about something sure. or explain or give a voice to something. He's incredibly thrilled. How could you ever pick against that guy on a short week? Honestly, how could you? Especially with them having one down year, him being very open about it. Mm-hmm. And then he even started talking about the team in a different fashion. We started seeing a different Bill Belichick in the media and the public as the team turned. And then all of a sudden in the offseason, wildly aggressive. Bill immediately saw the problem, did critical thinking. How do we fix it? We pay a lot of fucking money, Bob. Hey, yeah. hey, Bob, yeah. you want to st- you want to keep celebrating up there Kenny Chesney, you know That's what I mean? Right. You want to keep hugging Kenny Chesney? You want to have bon jo- John Bon Jovi? John, John Bon Jovi. You want to keep selling this place out? How about that Patriot place in the casino you got? You know how much money comes for that? This is what we're going to have to do day one of the tampering period. It's hard for me to ever pick against Bill Belichick, especially after watching Man in the Arena when he was like, hey, Drew Bledsoe, everybody thinks you're really good. You just came back and won for us, actually, in, in a game that nobody thought. We paid you the most money. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Give me pick 199. <laughs> so it's... uh. I don't know how you could ever pick against that guy in a short week, I guess. Well, and to your point about making people feel stupid, he I believe he's undefeated against first-year coaches this year, and I, I think it's a pretty damn good record overall in the past five years. Yeah, now. but Artie Smith. Artie That's Smith, right. hey, he's a first-year head coach. Their you know, best offensive weapon is this young guy they took at number four, Kyle Pitts, who is a tight end, who Bill Belichick uh, loves, who uh, probably studied pretty damn close, who will you know give him the Tony Gonzalez treatment because that uh, photo of him smiling is actually when they asked him, are you guys going to do what you did to Tony Gonzalez, to, to Kyle Pitts? And he said, well, I don't think you can really do that to tight ends anymore. And then they showed this clip of Gerard uh, Mayo, who's now a coach, and Jamie Collins just mauling the shit out of Tony <laughs> Gonzalez on the line of scrimmage. So I feel great about it. I, I feel great about damn near every game, especially when, you know, you've put up 50 points in damn near three straight weeks. So should be a good game. They um, It should be a good game. Should be they, a good game. Um, the way they used to take out Weapons, like the way they just, used to take people out. Yeah. Not even just the Patriots. So I'm talking about him. They used to treat people like you've all seen the Calvin Johnson photo where it looks like a punt yeah. coverage mm-hmm. thing. But those guys that were in like slot or tight ends, they would literally just have defensive ends and linebackers just tackle them. Yeah. yeah. Like right to the line of scrimmage. Oh, I'm blocking it. And then just tackle people right down to the ground. Like, yeah. oh, this is how it went. Now you can't do it. No. Now, especially with how Kyle Pitts moves and how uh, Artie Smith knows how good he is. But let's just assume Bill Belichick, greatest coach and GM in the history of the game, is going to have some form of Kyle Pitts is even going to what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because this was um, it was cool. And I, I, I bring this up a lot just strictly because I was there for it. Reggie Wayne, 
was the guy that mm-hmm. the Patriots got rid of in games, mm-hmm. right? He was the focus. He's getting double. He's getting shaded and everything like that. Then when it became T.Y.'s time, when Reggie was there, like, hey, Bill Belichick is taking T.Y. out. I think it was a massive compliment to T.Y. Hilton. I think T.Y. T- knew that was the case, but he also got pretty like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And you would see some clips in film of what they were doing to confuse T.Y. So T.Y. thought it was so- just like how a quarterback can see ghosts or whatever. Mm-hmm. A- if it's a check with me style play and the quarterback and the wide receiver aren't on the same page, Bill Belichick knows all that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would have like three, four, like almost three, four people watching T.Y. on any given play. And your quarterback just gets a little bit like, ah, I don't even know what to do that's how they can eliminate players like Kyle Pitts yeah. who is their guy Bill will always have some sort of way to kind of do that but once again how come everybody doesn't just fucking do it mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why it's always like Bill uh, hey against rookie quarterbacks Bill get, hey against rookie coaches Bill's gonna hey against your best, best weapon Bill's gonna make the play left hand it's like yeah. how come uh, uh, the guy won for 20 straight fucking years yeah. how come everybody isn't doing that the players that are on the team mm-hmm. the ability to be able to adapt in and out of different coverages and schemes and strategies uh, that's just why you always I think especially at this stage of the season where Mac looks comfortable oh yeah the defense seems to be playing on a little bit of a string coming alive Kyle Van Noy getting paid by the Dolphins still is starting yeah, to really yeah. do I mean it is I'm excited to watch tonight honestly primetime game for Mac Jones too this is the first of a, a not the first but this is one of the first that we're getting a chance to see Mac under the bright lights and he's a much different quarterback now oh, yeah. than yeah. he was just a few weeks ago this could be a big big memorable Thursday well and Cordero Patterson too former Patriot he's another one of their guys so you assume he's he, their guy yeah, yeah. You, you assume he is. he's unbelievable he is their guy yeah mm-hmm. bill pro- should at least know what he does like what he doesn't and also to your point about the copycat league because they just lost 43 to 3 can bill just throw on that tape and be like all right we're just gonna do what the cowboys did and we're gonna beat them by 40 <laughs> all right everybody just look at your position we're gonna watch this game straight through <laughs> yeah that would be amazing but there's probably concepts in there sure. that they can add on you mm-hmm. know it's just it's so much fun to think about the amount of detail that goes into every play that is called. You yeah. would hope, at least. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning behind it and the amount of film study and the you know the stats and analytics department getting involved. And then whenever you see a team just lay an egg, it's like, what happened? You, I mean, there's people that spent 19 hours a day watching film to make this game plan. And then you get 44 zipped. Yeah. How does that even... And it's a tough day, I assume, for those coaches that next day. They sleep in the office. They get it mm-hmm. right. They get it figured out. You just never know what team's going to show up. And maybe the Falcons are a buzzsaw. They might. Yeah. I mean, you never know, especially on these Thursday night games. I would have never thought the Ravens won. But also, the Ravens don't have Bill Belichick coaching for them. Oh, jeez. So. Oh, jeez. You guys watch <laughs> Hard Knocks last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I, I enjoyed it. I think yeah. it's better. It's I mean, it's better than the preseason one. Like, yeah. when you actually get to see the guys who are going to be playing on Sunday and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, it... It's better. So for me, and I assume for a lot of guys that used to play in the NFL, it did feel as if I was back because I was actually in those yeah. stadium, in that right. locker yeah. room, in that building. It felt as if I was back on the team almost. A mm-hmm. couple moments where I think they w- did potentially miss a player like me in the lock- in uh, in the room uh-huh. when they were reading off game balls for Jonathan Taylor. Oh and were, yeah, and it was deathly quiet. Yeah, very awkward. That's an awkward situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're kind of leaving Jonathan Taylor out on an island of uncomfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be at least one person go, ooh, yeah. has to be. 
has to be Hype one him up a little has to just just to break up the monotony yeah. of the, <laughs> yeah. the discomfort he kept, he kept looking at the guy too like jesus fucking christ can you just and, like cut it off for <laughs> and the people next to him and that's a big the game ball thing is a normally a big ceremony obviously like representing and recognizing the game that was and everything like that he um i think that was one moment where i was like oh i wonder if they have rules against just like random oh yeah cheering it, yeah just a little bit of a heads up but might be a different generation. True. It might be a completely different generation there. But what? I mean, you could still fucking hype your boy up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I don't know what happened. What was that all I about? I didn't know what that was all about. I was almost uncomfortable watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is the deal? But they, they, they have a good culture over there. Everybody mm-hmm. knows they have a good That's culture. Right. That's their thing. Who who wants to mess it up? But how about Bubba? You know, Ventrone, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. dude, played Ross. for the Patriots for a long time. He fucking goes, hey, hey, hey X, you're going to be able to get in here. Everybody is available for a block. And now I watched that, and then I knew that they ended up blocking one. And I think they could have tied that in a little bit together tighter because there was like 45 minutes in between yeah. Bubba calling it, basically, and then it happening. But every week there is some sort of block that everybody thinks could be a block. Yeah, mm-hmm. You just got to hope that it happens on a regular basis. Carson Wentz, I think, looked good in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I enjoyed Carson. I think, yeah. My wife, my wife knows me. Listen, yeah, <laughs> playing football. Playing football. <laughs> Him and Frank Reich, too. Hearing that whole entire backstory when he was in North Dakota. was Driving in his car with him yeah. back to the thing and uh-huh. them talking about Phillips 213. That's right. Mm-hmm. Phillips 123. Check this out, Coach. It's like destiny, those two. Legitimately. It is. So I guess whenever, you know, everybody in Philly was saying, there's only one man that can fix Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. It's that John Frank Reich. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they were saying in Philly. It's yep. that John. Get those two back together. And I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't necessarily need this guy that we have seen play football for your team for the last two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have eyes too over here in Indianapolis. I understand we're not the original capital of the United States. And, mm-hmm. you know, I understand we might have much different personalities on how we go about day to day and sure. the Johns and the, mm-hmm. and the Yins and, and the Y'alls. Okay. Right. There's a lot of differences, but we've seen this broken quarterback too, a guy who seems like he hates everything about football. There's no reason for you to push him, especially his massive contract on us, just because you guys want to get rid of him or whatever. They were right, though, I think. After watching Hard Knocks, Frank Reich was probably the only guy that Carson probably super connected with, Mm -hmm. especially because of that car drive. Yep. And it's great to see it's it's all coming together because during the Hard Knocks, they were like, week one, loss, week two, this. Uh And they're like, we got to get it back together. Don't blink. Don't blink is basically what everybody said. In that culture, in that locker room, they didn't. And they got a lot more to prove. I think they're very excited about it. But anytime you get an owner... Coming in oh, after a big time oh. game in a uh, probably hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollar outfit, mm-hmm. if you count the watches and everything mm-hmm. in there, and he starts banging on a garbage can. Well, we will, we will rock you. How could you blink? Jim Mersey living his best fucking life, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I assume, and I'm not going to speak for Jim Mersey because I cannot act. As if I am anywhere near the person that Jim Mercy is or the life that Jim Mercy has lived or anything like that. Uh, from what I've been told from people behind closed doors that have been in Indianapolis for a long time, said that this is their favorite Jim Mercy that they've ever encountered. They think that his grandkids that were born potentially gave him a new spark mm-hmm. and a new energy to potentially enjoy life and take advantage and uh, kind of celebrate everything that's going on. So I'm super pumped for him. And Ursay being an electric factory is great for the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I really hope he you know, ends up 
promising the two Super Bowls that he did throughout this period on the Hard Knocks. Uh, they screen. need a Jim Irsay episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been doing these Jim Irsay collections in Nashville. I think he did one in front of the Lincoln Memorial yeah. over there. If Hard Knocks isn't giving us a full Jim Irsay docu-series maybe after this thing, I think they're not doing it necessarily accurate. Speaking of necessarily accurate, allegedly we got some stuff wrong whenever we were talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins oh, I don't think so. having new ownership. And, you know, Nick is not here today because close contact, so T's yep. and P's, Nick. T's and P's. You know, you know, we miss you, Nick. Good luck, Nick. You got Nick, it. Nick, it's next got week. Tease and peas, man. Nick's, next week has been. Oh, yeah, man. from Sunday night on. Well, eventually, Karma will catch up. To you. Oh, that's Tony. It was, that doesn't seem to be happy at all. He, but he'd say the same thing. Nick, yeah, he would. Absolutely. <laughs> Nick is our hockey official. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's Hockey Talk last night. He, Rupper, Gumpin, though. It was an incredible show. Max. Domi. Domi. Ty Domi's kid stopped by. He plays in the uh, minor league in uh, Columbus. That's right. The Blue Jackets. Need to get him on the pens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... It's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dangers. Downtown. Bingo. David <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the medication. Free two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. What's in the football pants? Was it a medical scissors that it turned out to be at the middle of the field? Is that potentially what got old Chris Angel out of there? Or are they saying maybe just the athletic trainers before the game when they came out to dap each other up and got a little great? And the scissors just went flying out and just stayed on the field? Can't have scissors on the football field. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Joining us now is a man whose fingers look like scissors from Ohio, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, AJ Hawk. What's up, scissor fingers? What's going on, dude? I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of this Chris Angel um, scissor situation. So is it is it proven? Is it confirmed that it was him? Yep. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been proven. There was an investigation in whose ass. Allegedly. The, 
It show out of his pants. I'm, it's going to be tough to sell any other case but Chris Angel. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, like I guess maybe a pregame greeting between the athletic trainers who have their uh, kit on. You know, mm-hmm. and sure. maybe they hadn't seen each other in a while. Hey, we went to PT school together. Yeah. And remember, they do a full dap or maybe a jump, a little side. Ooh. You know, an up top yeah. oh, type nice. thing, and the medical scissors just. You know, lynch onto each other like uh, two helmets that go mm. together, and then it pulls the one perfectly out of the thing, and then it just lands on the field for three quarters. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how those things could have ended up there. I love that we're going to have to find out, and maybe it was Chris Angel in football pants dangling from the middle. I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't believe we already had this great. Good work in the back there. Yeah. Good work in the back there, Foxy. Good work in the back there, Mitt. Good work in the back there, Zito. We appreciate that. Uh, but there is a much more pressing issue that I would like to ask about uh, to you, A.J. Hawk. Okay, what would that be? Well, right now, Zito is currently running the uh, computer, the ear conversation, the countdown clock, and the sound, the audio board, because Nick Moraldo, also known as Frank Moraldo, also known as Raldzi, also known as host of That's Hockey Talk alongside Rupper, who is... A fucking beauty. Yeah, he's a beaut. Love you, Rubs. And Gumpy, he is not here, won't be here until at least Monday because close contact to somebody who has COVID self-reported by Frank. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, like he, and he, he is vaccinated. He did self-report this. But is there anything you'd like to say to Nick who's potentially going through a little bit of loneliness right now in isolation and feeling a little weird all by himself out there? I, I hope if Nick is watching, if he's healthy enough to watch, that he feels all right. And, and hopefully he gets back in the office soon. So when, though, did you guys find out about this? This morning, last night, when? This morning we found out. And what did he say? Did he call yeah, he actually said, um, he said, uh, hey, man, he was FaceTime. And I could see by his eyes as soon as I answered the FaceTime that there was something not good coming. Yeah. You know, you could just see it right. By the way, that's why I love FaceTiming, because 80% of communication is nonverbal. So for those of you that maybe were once against FaceTiming when it first came out, and I know that is a thing that happened, it's the best. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the absolute best. You get so much done. You, you, there's a tone that is set immediately upon looking at each other. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I absolutely, I FaceTime this guy all the time. He never fucking answers. Yeah, That's despicable. Yeah. Why is it? What, what are you hiding, AJ? What, what, what are you? I'm not what? hiding anything. When you FaceTime me at 545 on a Tuesday, there's a good chance I can't answer the phone right there, especially at FaceTime when you pop up. Well, listen, let me pop up wherever you're at. I love to see what's going on. If we're, are we at practice? Hey, start smacking the wood whenever we're back on the defensive end. You know, like I wouldn't mind being a part of that. Phil, CFO Phil, I'll FaceTime him. We're in the middle of little Phil's baseball game. Uh-huh. Practice, whatever, CFO Phil. It's like an awesome moment. I get a chance to be like a human real quick. I'm like, oh, look at the. All right, let's go, little hey, Phil. Hey, here we go. All right, here we go, little Phil. But anyways, when Frank FaceTimed me this morning, it wasn't a, hey, here we go, little Phil. No. It wasn't that type of, you know, it wasn't that type of atmosphere. It was a sad, sad Frank. Yeah. Beanie on, beanie on, hair kind of out. Hey, man, boom, lays it out. And this is just, this week for Nick has been awful. Hell. You drive from Pittsburgh to Indianapolis, it's about six hours. 
Nick flew from Pittsburgh to Atlanta, <laughs> missed his flight, had to drive overnight because there was no other flights. He drove eight and a half hours yeah. Atlanta to Indianapolis. That's how Sunday started. Yeah, that's how Sunday started. And then yeah. it just kind of has continued to evolve from there. So we just hope Nick's okay. But what we're saying is there was only one person we thought that could maybe motivate him, and you chose not to do that. You just started asking more questions. Prick. Yeah, I, yeah, I do have questions. I, I'm sorry, I can't. I told you, I am not a motivator. You have to be intrinsically motivated. I feel like most of the time. So Will Smith has some good videos online if you want to look at like running on a treadmill and all this stuff. Like he has a lot of good motivation. Well, that's probably what Nick wanted to hear. Gary V is the best, probably. Oh, oh okay. Gary, Gary, Gary V could get maybe Nick. Hey, Nick. Let's read all the books from the book club. Hey, Ooh, there you go. that's a good idea. Or maybe even this last one that is Bible thick. What the fuck did Aaron think was going to happen? That thing's a Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah but at least this pages. one's interesting. Yeah. Tony, shots fired. Are you that about? Tony? Are you are you kidding? No, the other ones are like self help. Be here now. <laughs> we get it. But uh, this one interesting. Like this one pyramids, aliens, six hundred pages. Yeah. yeah, but at least there's pictures in there though. I, I took a picture of it and I sent it to him and I said, this is Bible thick, dude. Like there is. And he said, but there's pictures in there for people like you, which was awesome. And I did look at the yeah, pictures. Saw a couple of I did, so I've read that more of that book maybe than most of the other ones. Yeah. What's going on, Z? Uh, Nick has replied back. He said, uh, someone tell AJ to fuck off. Okay, okay. so we do have an update okay. from the COVID cave. <laughs> Happy to hear he's okay. He's doing well. He's alive. Hey, if he can do that, if Nick can do that, we could probably put him in a spacesuit and sit him in there with the boys. He seems like he's feeling good. I, by the way, if you want to send one of those meth lab things. Mm -hmm. yes. I'll uh, see what I have in the basement. I have Walter one. White. Hazard suits? I have one. Hazmat suit? You do. The, be the B right? suit is not. Yeah. The B suit is not. You put a plastic bag over top. Oh, just put a plastic that? bag over his head. Yeah. We tape one. Yeah, we'll tape a giant Ziploc over his head. Did you? Okay, so he said, let's tape a giant Jeez. Ziploc over his head. And then he said, I have a couple of those in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got them for the whole kid. Everyone, the whole family's got hazmat suits. You know, you got to be prepared, right? Oh, okay. What do you got going on? What's wrong with you? Are you okay? He knows what I don't even have one. Doing. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Back off that, not. huh? Hey, sure. I may be on Instagram. This guy's got a John Wayne Gacy basement. Good God. Jeez Louise, dude. All right, let's talk a little football here. Wait, so is Nick testing himself every day? How's this work? Yeah, I think so. He'll have to through the next four days or whatever. Gotcha. There's okay. a chance he won't get it. I guess, yeah. I guess there's a chance he won't get it. Although it seems like everybody's getting it at some point, one point or another. Uh, uh, what do I know? <laughs> Not as much as the people that are on this side of the argument or on this side of the argument. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that has obviously been on full display. Let's talk a little football here before we get Ian Rappaport on for the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and his friends, which is us on most occasions. Tonight, Patriots-Falcons. Patriots on the road, favored by 6.5, might get back to 7. Uh, this is insane to think that Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, is almost obviously full-time touchdown favorite over a veteran quarterback on a short week but he's got bill belichick and i guess there are two different times of the season right now is that what you're thinking aj it seems like and i would people i'm sure have studied this but does having bill belichick automatically give your team like two and a half points on a short week i, I oh, yeah. yeah probably is it like the home thing don't they always give the home team a couple points I, yeah I, well it depends on the place too i think yeah, right yeah. yeah because there's some places that aren't necessarily as big of an advantage as other places and who knows who's giving us the real answers and not when it comes from that side of it because we have to remember this as we continue to go on fandle 
would like to beat us. Yes. Oh, yeah. They would like to take our money. So whenever they say, no, the home is this point, in, maybe that could all be a bunch of bullshit. We have no idea what they are thinking and they don't care. That is a part of the game of beating the book that is going to, has been happening illegally for a long time. Now it's regulated and will happen forever. We don't know why. Like, like is Bill Belichick a two, three point spread mover on a short week? Maybe. Probably 100%. But is that not every single week taken into account? You know, and, yeah. and how it is, you know, it's I'm just, still taking the Patriots and the points, though. Well, that's great news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were hoping to do, but I haven't figured out like six other bets that I can try to win on this one. But right now, I know I have the Patriots. No, no, it's Thursday, dude. I'm just doing one. Yeah, I'm just doing oh, okay. one. Yeah. one, just Thursday, one. Yeah. You don't want to go 0 for 4 again? Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Asshole. I had to do that. New week. New week. Yeah. <laughs> week 11. Everybody knows in the NFL you live and die week to week, That's pal. Right. Uh, I mean, that is. Hey, uh, is rap sheet on? Nope. Yep, Zito's calling him right now. Um, yeah, so I, I got one as well. And we're also putting a super boost up. And it, I looked in the mirror and said, hey, you ain't the motherfucker that needs to be picking this. And we uh, we bounced around and and Gumpy did the uh, pick. I don't know if it's up yet or not. It's, not. it's oh, God. God. how we. This isn't what you retired. No, you retired the same game parlay. The risk-free same game parlay. I retired because the team, I was on the field watching a game, had an incredible evening. Mm -hmm. Great night. Colts win. Let's go. I was devastated. Walked out of there a miserable man. Couldn't sleep that night because yeah. we lost by six fucking yards, Michael Pittman Jr., on a, on a same game parlay. And I said, enough. I can't do this every Thursday. So now we're just getting back to the Super Boost. We'll continue to brainstorm ideas that we can continue to take cash from FanDuel and hopefully. But tonight... We are riding the Canadian Stallion into Super Boost territory. I fell asleep uh, during Hard Knocks last night. Did they cover the Super Boost on Hard Knocks? No, they did not talk about they, it. By the way, no shots at all of us even dancing in the end zone. Know, and they they actually used other cameras. The dude eating Evie? I thought that should have made it. Well, Gosh. bingo. That's what we're saying. We had a couple differing opinions on the creative, but they're Hard Knocks. <laughs> they're Hard Knocks. Yeah. They're going to do what they got to do. I actually enjoyed it. I don't know. Did you watch it? I didn't see any of it yet. I'm going to. All right, we'll talk about it later at some point because now we get a chance to chat with a man who knows all the happenings inside the NFL and around the NFL. A man who stops by at least once a week for the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. A man whose show, Rap Sheet and Friends, was canceled mm. with no celebration or going away party at all. Right. And we will never understand it because this guy gets to the bottom of everything. Ladies and gentlemen, NFL Network, NFL.com, Senior Insider, Ian Rappapod. What's going on, dude? Hey, How you doing? I'm What's good. Happening? You loosen the tie, you roll up the sleeves a little bit, huh? Yep. We getting to work on the internet. Oh, oh, nice. yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, tonight's game, Patriots-Falcons. Patriots favored by six and a half. Rookie quarterback taking on a vet quarterback. Is there any injuries or any unforeseen things that we should think about while we try to bet this game and look forward to watching this game tonight? Uh, yes. So, well, obviously having nothing to do with gambling, or I don't even need to pretend anymore. People, gambling is okay. So let's just talk about it. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't I think you should, just real quick I, though, I don't I'm, think you yeah. should be like, uh, need a team to win it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't do think that. you should ever look desperate, right. you know, especially I don't think that should ever happen. Like me. Right. I, I and do. I don't you gamble win. anyway. Um, 
But I do like the way that for mental health reasons you retired the uh, the big Thursday parlay. You don't need that kind of nonsense. You should be able to watch the game in peace, you know? Thank you. I agree. And and now I'll just put it on other people's shoulders. You know what I mean? Tonight is Gumpy, and then once that thing ends, we'll pass it around. They'll probably mm-hmm. go to town. Yeah. Then maybe Connor. It's yeah. just every everybody should maybe we'll, – we'll do it as a team. We'll do it as a team. But I, I appreciate you I like appreciating that. me, appreciating the fact that I wasn't happy whenever it was happening. Um, so some things for tonight. Uh, Damian Harris, who missed last week at the concussion protocol, has cleared uh, when you clear the concussion protocol, unless there's some sort of practice reason that I don't know about. Um, I would expect him to play tonight. Patriots get their starting running back back. Uh, and also, after, yeah. building, after building depth at, you know, with Ramondre Stevenson and some others, like that is, that is a pretty good group right there. The biggest question is Cordero Patterson. Uh, the what? Falcons, running back, receiver, quarterback, whatever he is, do everything, punt returner, kick returner. Um, he has an ankle sprain. He's pretty iffy for tonight. He did very, very little in practice. They say they're going to work him out pregame and see if he can go. It doesn't sound great uh, for him possibly being able to go, but they are holding out hope that when he hits the field, his ankle's doing well and he can go. But that is probably the biggest issue to watch. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind because Cordero Patterson has been unbelievable yeah. for them. Like People are even saying, should maybe be a part of MVP discussions early if Atlanta was to go on a run right. somehow in the backfield. Wide receiver, returner, Artie Smith seems to love him. If he's out, that's huge. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, how much money is John Gruden going to get from the NFL in this lawsuit? <laughs> You know, it's and it's hard to imagine he'll get any. We'll we'll see. I mean, he, he's gonna now. Really, he's got nothing to do. He's I think he still lives in. It's not Malibu, but it's somewhere out west. Um, he's gonna play a lot of golf. Um, I imagine two o'clock beers are probably totally fine. He's got nothing else to do, yeah. so he is gonna take this to the brink. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's hard to imagine. I mean, unless the NFL, I I, I haven't found the reason why the NFL would leak it or did leak it like i've been trying to think about like what would even benefit them and i can't come up with anything that even makes sense as as i'm sure you know i've been a part of some leaks not from the nfl but from other sources over the course of my 10 years generally the person leaking has a reason for it i can't understand why the nfl would leak this so my guess is it doesn't go well for Gruden, but I'm sure it's going to play out over several years and there'll be several headlines about it. But we're going to learn a lot probably throughout that entire thing because if Gruden's not going to go quietly into the night in this situation, we'll probably have to learn more and more as it comes to the light. Like, for instance, were they hacked? Was somebody in there that potentially released some of this? Was there some sort of had to get the control of all the 650,000 emails back? What was maybe being covered in there? And I assume this will be what AJ asked you about next week. The Stan Kroenke a lawsuit with St. Louis. Is that in there? Is that entire information in there that we understand that Ian Rappaport, who works for the NFL, could never give us a fucking answer, AJ? What, what did you what did you even... Damn it. No, I think Ian is fair and balanced. That's what you always say, so I figured he'll give us his legit thoughts. Oh, that was awesome. Stern but fair. AJ is up for Journalist of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's hey, great. Yeah, it's, it's me versus Pat. No! <laughs> no, no, it's not. Hey, don't, hey, you did a good job on the uh, initial Aaron Rodgers thing. Don't sell you guys short. There was there was some journalism in there, okay? You asked all the right questions. There was a little bit of journalism in there. Uh, we appreciate that. And AJ even asked follow-ups. That, and by the way, I'm not a journalist. AJ is, though. He has. Oh, yeah. He yeah. asked the hard questions just like he did to you there. And I appreciate the hell out of him because I can never do that because I just think – 
Wow, that's an uncomfortable position for old Rappaport. Is there any with the gambling thing coming around? Are you in any uncomfortable situations, you think, on a more regular basis now at this point? What can you say? What can't you say? Is there rules and regulations? Have you been yelled at? Like on NFL Network, if you say something, like for instance, Good Morning Football, everything ties back to the NFL. For you when you're speaking, is there any regulations for you on what you're allowed to do or anything like that? Um, There are regulations. Like as of, like let's say I go on a work trip to, I don't know, Las Vegas for the draft, I'm not allowed to gamble, at least by last year's rules. I haven't seen, or two years ago's rules when we were supposed to go. Um, I am not allowed to gamble myself, which is fine. I don't anyway. Uh, and I'm not allowed to give inside information like oh. to my friends on the side. Like, let's say you were like texting me, like, hey, man, tell me what's really going on with like this team. I'm not allowed to answer you. I would probably just give you the middle finger emoji. And then maybe make a joke out of it. Because why would you? Because why would you put me in that position? What's yeah, that? that's a bad friend. That's a bad friend. Yeah. That's how I always felt whenever you know, whenever you uh, you told AJ that he needs to use his friends as sources. Mm-hmm. You remember? So it's amazing yeah. to hear you say, "Oh, you, uh, that other people are bad friends," because you actually said hmm. that yeah, they it aren't. Feels friends. different, but well, no, not really. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway. I stand by what I said, both <laughs> AJ and just now. Uh, uh, but, but, but I will say one thing that has been interesting is um, it, I know, like, there's been plenty of segments that have been, like, kind of, sort of, like, we do picks, like, on game day morning. And all over our network, we do picks. And we've sort of done it for recreational purposes. And now, like, sometimes they're sponsored by gambling sites. And Whoa. that's okay. It's just, it's. It's weird for me, but it's just it's a little different, and that is the world we live in, and I guess that's okay. I think Jay Glazer actually says, uh-uh, I don't do picks. And yeah. I think Schefter doesn't do picks because inside information and maybe burning and pissing people off. Is that real? Is that accurate? Uh, I No one has ever asked me to do a pick. Um, do one. I, I, I don't. I don't think I'd be very good at it. Patriots um, minus six and a half tonight in Atlanta, Thursday night football. <laughs> what do you like? I, I I don't do picks. Oh, <laughs> come on, Ian. All right, hey, how about out in Seattle? The Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. Like, what what does that team look like next year? I mean, there there's going to have to be a decision by the end of the year, right? Because you know, like Russell, his contract is he's got one year left, so theoretically he could walk away if they don't franchise him after next year. But if you're Seattle, you have a quarterback who wants to leave. If if it's not going to work, you would trade him because, as we've seen, quarterbacks are worth a lot. And if you could restock your franchise for the next 15 years by trading Russell Wilson, if you even wanted to do that, then that makes a lot of sense. So I think we're kind of getting to the point for Seattle where they might have to have a decision like, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to trade this guy or are we going to try to make it work again? The one interesting sort of caveat slash dynamic here is Pete Carroll seems very young, but he is not very young. And I have never got the sense that he wants to rebuild. So I would imagine they would only trade Russell Wilson if they could do something to reload and keep this thing going where they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was the initial reports when Chicago flew to North Dakota to try to make the deal with the Seattle Seahawks? Um, it was what they wanted players and picks in return. Yeah. And that was like yeah. the entire And then they didn't make a deal. Was that close to happening, you think, or no? It never felt very close because, you know, I mean, John Schneider, the general manager, does a fantastic job, always one of the best. But Pete Carroll technically has final say, and I don't know whether or not Schneider would have considered it, but from what I was told, Pete was always a hard no. 
Like, I'm just not going to do it. All right, so let's talk about another vet. I never vet. got the sense. Yeah, I never got the sense it was close. Okay, let's talk about another vet then. And uh, the other day, journalist of the year, mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk, mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. this is a twofer to Aaron Rodgers, at current MVP of the NFL, in a press conference-like setting. Uh, he said this is a twofer, something. And then the, the second one was, what are the chances you're with Green Bay next year? And honestly... The rest of the reporters in the room were surprised by the question. There was a lot of, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, actually, great, quite excited to hear this. He said, no comment is what he said. He said, no comment. And obviously with what happened last year, and then Jay Glazer says, you know, there are going to be teams that are looking for veteran quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, maybe Aaron. A lot of teams. A lot of teams are going to be looking for veteran quarterbacks. What is your temperature on the Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers thing, even if they have success? Because I just watched Man in the Arena. Parcells took a team to the Super Bowl, and it was his last game with the team. Yeah. Actually went somewhere else, so that wouldn't be. Not saying that they're not going to be able to have success this year, but was that surprising to you what he said on our show to journalists of the year, AJ, or is this kind of the the same conversation it's always been? AJ deserves a lot of credit for asking, and I'll tell you why. Because hard questions aren't real. Like people talk about hard questions is like, oh, I have to ask this. Like that does not exist to me. You are merely asking questions everybody wants to know and giving the person an opportunity to respond and put their stamp on it. Rodgers did not want to, which is interesting, but also, like, I don't know what he could say that would be meaningful. Like, he's in the season. He's in it. Obviously, he likes things now. They're very good. So either he says, I hate it, get me out, which he's never going to say, or he says, I love it, and we go, well, obviously, he's going to say that. So I think Rodgers actually was okay not answering because we're not going to get anything from it. But I would say this, like, it's not – I can't pretend it's all roses. Like, this offseason happened. That was very real. But it does seem like some of the stuff he wanted, and I'm not just talking about trading rent, trading for Randall Cobb, but, like, it seems like they listen to him. It seems like they're yes, in tune yes, with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just Wait, feels Marcus, like that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, there's been a lot of that, it feels like. And I, I appreciate... You know, his no comment, but it would have been sweet if, you know, what are the chances you're at Green Bay and Aaron just, matter of fact, 100%. Like, uh, no, 0% actually, and no. then just no. moves on <laughs> to the next one. Like, either way, the world could have won up in fire, but everything he says, it's going to happen. But, and you said, oh yeah, when you said teams are going to be interested in veteran quarterbacks, does that mean it's going to be like a, a, a hungry market? Like a lot of, you think there's going to be a lot of moves made, huh? I really do. And this is sort of what last offseason was kind of supposed to be about. It never really materialized. I mean, you had, you know, Stafford and I guess Goff, and then you had Wentz. But, like, this year, if you – what? That's a lot. I mean, that's a fucking lot. Was that a lot? Well, but it was supposed to be a lot more. And anyway, this year I think we are going to get a lot more because, I mean, if you look around the league, like, the amount of teams that need quarterbacks are a lot. I mean, more than five, six, seven, and then – it seems like there's an okay rookie class. There'll probably be a couple first-rounders, but probably not the like five that we usually get of quarterbacks in the first round. So veterans are going to be the market, and that's going to be all the all the interest. And like we're going to be talking about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and 
Deshaun Watson, again, who probably has an even bigger market than he had initially. Like, that is what this offseason is going to be about. Okay. Can't wait for it. Excited to hear who goes where and what happens. Uh, Boston Connor with an incredible question on deck. Yeah, Rob Sheet, uh, in your knowledge, do you know of any other head coaches in the NFL like Zach Taylor who go to Vegas and play crabs for uh, 72 hours, or is he kind of the only one who tears down casinos in Nevada? By the way, love Zach Taylor all of a sudden. <laughs> love. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. First of all, I thought that was a great move. Uh, now, he is not the most, like, recognizable person, right? Like, he's bland a head coach white. in the NFL. Yeah, he's bland white. I would never say that. I don't, you know, I don't look at things like that. But if you put him in a lineup, <laughs> he's a bland he, would white. Be, he would just be in a lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah. He could definitely disappear in Vegas. Sit, put Wear a hat, wear a mask, uh, and just sit on the craps table for forever. Uh, I thought that was great. I always want to know, like, you know, it's, it's sort of like the section of uh, – those like dumb entertainment magazines where you're like stars. They're just like us. Like, I want to know what stupid things head coaches and athletes do. And I like Zach Taylor a lot more that he will sit at the craps table and play low stakes. I do the same with poker. Yeah. Very he plays low stakes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't buy, hold on. You, so you think he's lying to us? No, no, no. Obviously you go low to the craps table to play low, low stakes. That's yeah, why you walk around. That's what you do for 72 table. straight hours. Yeah. yeah. I'll we'll put a nickel on uh, nickel <laughs> plays out there. I mean, that is, I guess it's a better question of like, what actually is his low stakes? That would have been a good follow. Oh yeah. Well, nothing crazy. I think he said, I like the fact that after a couple of those, he even said, sometimes i got to put a self-ban on me because I've been there. I'm in there right now. Like, I can't go back. Can't go back to Vegas or whatever. And also, craps, for people that think they're athletic, people think they can control that because there's ways to set up the die beforehand. And if you're athletic and dialed in and you practice enough, you can almost control the outcome. And it's an energetic environment. I, I really – I like Zach Taylor a lot more. I think what he should do is take the uh, the Brown family's money to the craft table, mm -hmm. win enough to build an indoor facility. Oh, perfect. Oh, so his team can continue to win maybe as the weather gets a little bit colder because okay. they're going to have to come storming back because it's hot in the kitchen of the AFC North. Go ahead, Dick. Hey, and we got quarterback question marks this week. Kyler, Baker, Goff, Ben. What? Is Ben still having symptoms? How many times does he has to test? Are any, who's playing? Who's in? Who's out? Great All right, uh, we'll go through it. Golf, it. Golf didn't practice today. He's dealing with an oblique thing. That doesn't seem good. Uh, he's out uh, for the rest of the year. He's out for the rest of the year. Good run. He's done. Uh, Tim Boyle is taking first team reps, who yeah, I'm sure done. no one has ever heard of. All right. right. Whoa. Whoa. Green Bay legend. I mean, yeah. you guys obviously would yeah. have heard about him, but um, he, I'll say this. For oh, someone nice. who has almost never – I don't know if you know if he's ever actually played. Coaches love him. They really, really love him, um, and I know they were. Green Bay was not happy when he ended up when he ended up leaving, but he might actually get the start. Oh, Kyler, we'll see. Like he's been pretty positive, but he's been positive for the last two weeks and hasn't played and hasn't come close to play. And there's a bye after this uh, week, so like it would make a lot of sense if they just have Cole out there, bring back DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler full strength after the bye. I think Baker is probably going to be okay. Uh, he's definitely, definitely banged up, but I think Baker's going to be okay. And then Roethlisberger, you know, I, he has a chance. I don't think he has symptoms now, from what I understand. But it's just, I, it's tough to know what the tests are going to say. So I think he's got a shot. Question. Like they could find out Saturday. Question. Unvaccinated yeah. guy gets COVID. Whether people knew he's unvaccinated or not. Right. I mean, that is. I, I read about that. They're not even this particular. 10 days, 
with, I assume, how many hours of asymptomatic because you're no longer no, contagious? Yeah. You just have to be asymptomatic by the time you get through your 10 days, but yes. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger, vaccinated. He has to produce negative tests or just become asymptomatic? Uh, he has to produce two negative tests 24 hours apart and be asymptomatic. What if he gets so to he, 10 days? So then he is good. Okay. So um, basically, so- if, if you're vaccinated, you could test out earlier. Ah, okay. You can get those two tests earlier than the ten days. You just, but the ten days is the maximum sentence for a vaccinated COVID positive player, right? Because they believe by that point, even if you test positive, you're not able to give it to others. And if you're unvaccinated and you can't produce a negative test for ten days, are you allowed back in or no? If you're unvaccinated, you're still back after ten days. Like a negative test is not required. Okay. Okay. So 10 days maximum sentence yes. for all COVID situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Uh, by the way, let's hope it's not a life sentence. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Seriously. Peace peace. Peace, which we don't hear ever from these types of no, people. No, never. Ever. How's they don't he care. doing? How's your family? No, that's never. None it's, of that. COVID positive at <laughs> this asshole. Keep it moving. Blah, blah, blah. There's never a. It's true. How's, How's your family? family? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. You guys have a little feeling over there. Have a little heart. Have a little gobble ghoul. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Ty. Sorry about it. Rap sheet. Uh, Bob Domofsky tweeted this uh, this morning that Bakhtiari has missed three consecutive practices in a row. Is there a ch- I asked Glazer yesterday, and he didn't know what the hell was going on. Is there a chance that Bakhtiari doesn't play this year? I mean, what's going on here? When's this guy coming back? Yeah, they think he is going to play at some point this year. It's... It's it, the problem is he got injured so late, right? So he got injured. It was I feel like it was late December, or at least mid December, right? So you know should be back. Let's say eleven months, ten and a half months. If all goes well, you know is he going to be himself at that point? I don't know. Is he a risk of re-injury? I don't know. Like they have time, and there's no deadline anymore because they already activated him. So I just think they're going to make sure he's a hundred percent. Like, I believe he will be back in December. I don't believe there's been a setback. And from what I understand, these days off on Thursday are to ease, to make sure that his rehab is going well with no setback. So I do think you will probably see him in December. Okay. Great news for the draft coming back that we, we thought go. was maybe this week, last week, or the week before. Yeah, mm-hmm. December. Uh, I mean, what is this? How come we can't get like the uh, the doctor that did Carson and Quinn <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. to get him back? You know what I mean? Help him out. What the hell's that about? Ian, maybe work on that for next week. We appreciate I'm you, man. It. Have an incredible weekend. We hope you do great coverage today on the on the television. I will. I will do my best, and uh, I will talk to you uh, next week, either during Thanksgiving, during your meal. I guess you'll probably be FaceTiming me, right? No, no, probably not. No, because there's three games. No, so I have to no. move up the rap sheet weekly. Are we doing that on Wednesday? Yeah, we do it on Wednesday. Are you free on? Are you free on Wednesday? We'll talk about my plans to smoke a turkey and other things. Yeah, I'm first. Well, I'm assuming the night before Thanksgiving, too. You and everybody you know just goes and gets obliterated yeah. off of booze like yeah. everybody else. Blackout rap sheet. Uh, I mean, you know what I, I'm not gonna, oh, yeah. In the words of in the words of Aaron Rodgers, no comment. Oh, this guy gets it. This guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Thank you, Rappaport. Joining us now is a man you can see all day, every day on ESPN. That's Uh right. A man that actually football season has been titled this man's nickname season 
Because once the football is kicked into the air for the NFL and college football season, this man is on ESPN chit-chatting at any given hour on ESPN. Always bring in the energy. Oh, yeah. Always bring in the juice. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, he and I were the only two people on a four-person set that weren't allowed to have our own microphones. We had to share a microphone at 8 in the morning and one particular morning on ESPN. Legend. Swagoo Marcus Spears. Yeah! yeah! Kofi, what up, baby? <laughs> hey, what's happening? Hey, hold on. It is this great to... T'Challa, bro. T'Challa? This the new pup, man. Oh. Ten weeks. Oh. Wow. What's a, that's a pit? Yes, you know it. Pit. You know, you know, you know, you know big black dudes buy pits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play on here. Is it pure? Is it a uh, uh, rest? Pure bread, man. Oh. I got it from this guy named Chico Lopez, man. He been, he he really get, give a lot of dogs to a lot of boxers. He's heavy in boxing, but um, I had I had to hound him to get one, man. Pure bread, hundred percent American pit bull. Let's go! Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see T'Challa, you. say what's up. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up? Hey, T'Challa, right. hey, T'challa remember whatever, uh, remember me when you're older, okay? If we ever run into each other. Alright, this is Uncle Pat. This is Uncle Pat, alright? Jeez. Get out of here, man. So, no. one of my friends, one of my friends had a, a pit and uh, I, I have a pit now. Pit Sharpay makes best animals. Most loyal animals. Dude, yes. I mean, they are smart, incredibly intelligent. There's one particular pit bull that my friend had uh, was a very like defensive, like, hey, must protect this house, you know, type. type <laughs> yeah. I met it when it was a puppy, okay? Great relationship when it was a puppy. I came back one year later and it had changed the way the you house- forgot was. about you. No! Forgot about you. No! Oh, it was still cool? Oh, it was awesome. I almost shit my pants <laughs> when old Diablo turned the corner. I almost shit my pants and then lick, jump on the head. It was awesome, but uh, great to have you on the show, Swagoo. We appreciate you your work. We know it's a lot of effort and you always bring the juice. We appreciate you. Man, appreciate y'all having me, man. I'm a fan. You know that, bro. I'm a fan. We we can share our pleasantries. You and AJ do a phenomenal job, man. I watch. I was like, I was like, at some point, my dude gonna hit me up, and we gonna rock together. Well, well, I think I've asked you a couple times in the past, haven't I? I've been I've been pushing for you for a while. Whoa, 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 whoa! AJ's line. Hold on. Well, it's great to have you. Should have happened a lot earlier, and I, I thought there was a time it was. But whenever you do the ESPN gig, and you you do become like one of the faces of the season for ESPN. I mean, you are on every day, whether it's every day, every day all day, whether from uh, your house or in studio or everything like that. At what point do you kind of get there where you're like, a lot of people are going to hear everything I say, you know? Because that's something that I've yeah. been learning about now. I couldn't even imagine with the ESPN platform. When did that ever has that happened and did, what is your mindset when you go on camera man listen you you know this and aj y'all show is, is phenomenal first of all man let no. me say that but uh, but it, but it's but it's it is it's it's something about not giving a damn kafee yeah and you know i've been calling you kafee let, let me tell the audience yeah. i call pat mcafee kafee yeah. I've been calling you this forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. AJ, mad love to you. Hate that y'all used to beat the hell out of us <laughs> when you was with the Packers. Yeah. But it's all good, my brother. <laughs> Listen, man, I I have I have learned in this business, man, you better stay true. And when whenever you show up on camera, you better be firm in your opinion and you better stay true to what you believe uh that's coming out of your mouth. And that's how I do it, Pat. Like, cause cause a lot of people, man. A lot of people wait 
for the kinks in our armor or they wait to find something that we said wrong and that'll be the rest of your rest of your existence. I think I tell a lot of people, man, the one the one thing that I have prided myself on when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. So I think that's I think that's the lesson, man. Marcus, why is it so hard for other people to admit if they are wrong? It's like I feel like if you confront it, you admit it, people move on pretty quick. I think egos, man. You know, we, we human nature. We don't want to be wrong. I give you an example today, man. This this um this stuff that's going on with the football player. I ain't gonna even say his name, but he he domestic violence was beating oh, up his, hey, his lady. Hey, right? Hey, I I saw that video as soon as. That was bro. one of the most discussed. That was like I've never seen anything like that. By the way, and bro, that- listen, bro. I looked at it and I had a visceral reaction, Kofi, yeah. and I posted. You know, don't even need a trial. Just put him in jail. All right. And that now that's that's you know obviously we know how the judicial system go and all of that. But I'm speaking to that. And then I got a lot of people, man, that was like, yo, you like you shouldn't be sharing that video. And for me, I've always been the type of person like put a face with a name, like put a face on it, like make sure people know who's responsible for that. But I also had to take pause and say, you know what? I agree with you more by saying the video shouldn't be up because of the victim. Yes. Because of what it does to the person that it's actually happening to. So, AJ, to your point, man, like I think some like my I don't have a pride issue, bro. Like, that's the one thing for me. And Kofi know that we hit it off when we first met. I don't have a pride issue. I don't think I'm the best person on TV. But you know what? I don't care either. <laughs> like, I'm I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm going to be 100% authentic. When I'm wrong, I'm going to say I'm wrong. When I'm right, I'm going to gloat and have a big head and do all of the things that you do when you're right. But I think if, I think just society, bro, if we just say, you know what, man, I messed that one up. I was wrong on that situation. And we'll be, we'll be in a lot better place. Hey, accountability is a real thing. It would be cool, you know, and self-awareness is also the thing. And it feels like potentially in a lot of positions that have a lot of eyes on them, there isn't a lot of self-awareness. And it is dope yeah, to kind of see you be your authentic self all the time. Um, let's, let's pivot a little bit to the entire thought of working at ESPN because we obviously watch all day out there. We watch all yep. the channels. We kind of, you know, because I enjoy a lot of the people that are on TV. Some people, I'm like, how and why? But they, they, <laughs> I mean, we all kind of do that. But I enjoy a lot of, you know, the conversation. And then yeah. when the first take thing happens and there's like, okay, you might get a chance to get in there with Stephen A. Are you viewing that as like uh, like game day? Like, hey, this is a massive game. Like, this is a, like, do, do you view that yeah. type of stuff when you think about what the future looks like or anything like that? I don't, Fee. I, you know what, man? We all have goals, bro. Like, so you might, this is an exclusive. My, my ultimate objective is to be like the first late night sports host. Oh, here we go. Right. Like when you with like 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 a Leno or like like when you sit down, I'm behind a desk, we bring on the athlete and then we talk. We talk about everything. And that's the thing that I think, um, you know, I've enjoyed more about being at ESPN as I've learned is that I don't have to always stick to the same old sports topic. We can have fun. We can infuse juice. We can talk about other things that's intertwined with sports. But sometimes, like, the, the, the conversation lends itself for you to make a joke or it lends itself for you to, to be serious about it. I think those levels. 
My dog, my, my, my baby dog and they're messing with our older dog, Foxy, right now. Oh, That's about it. to learn a little lesson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to teach himself. Yeah. But, but ultimately, man, like, um, if, if someone was to nail me down and say, what do you want, want to do, right? That would be what I want to do. But also when it comes to first take, man, like that's Stephen A. Arena, bro. Like, let's, I mean, we don't need to kid ourselves. That's his show. And the way he wants it to go, it'll go like that. And I think when I was um, asked to be on there, I'm on there every Wednesday, I was like, you know, Stephen A., I got a lot of respect for him. He's been a mentor to me. He's been a big part of my success and my rise at ESPN. But I'm not going in there to make Stephen A. feel good. I'm not going in there to make him think that he right or he the, he the, he the knowledge of all things sports. And I think he respects that, man. You know how it is. Both of y'all know how it is, man. The teammate going to test you until he realize you going to fight back. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that's the approach when I go on that show. And I think it's a different it's a different apo- approach on, on shows across the platform. With NFL Live, that's like we at school, we at lunch, and we joking and laughing, and we talking about sports. And that's the vibe. And me and Dan fight, and we have our disagreements. Laura is kind of managing everything that's going on. Mina Kimes, the smart kid that everybody need to be associated with because you won't fail school, okay? And then RC obviously bringing the bringing all of the street knowledge, bringing the bringing what's what's happening um, out there in the world outside of what we're doing. We got a great dynamic. And then Keisha, he the old dude on the block that don't really have a lot of time for the youngsters and all of the laughing and fun. He just want to come do his job for an hour and get up out of there. So it's dynamics on different shows, man. And that's what I enjoy about you guys, man. Y'all have the ability to go to go like that, right? Sometimes the story is, all right, let's stop down and be serious. Sometimes the story is, let's clown for 10 minutes. And then sometimes it's like, all right, we got a sports topic. We're going to dive in and, and lean on y'all expertise. I think every show needs that, bro. Hey, Marcus, to pivot again. So you played for Bill Parcells. Was that what you expected? Like, what, what were your expectations coming in, and what was he like? He was tough, man, but I'll tell you, AJ, it helped me playing for Saban in college, man. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a lot of it was a lot of recall from from the approach of coaching. Now both of y'all know this. What changes when you get to the NFL is this your livelihood. So it's a different approach. And I used I couldn't stand Bill Parcells, bro. I wanted to fight him every single day <laughs> when I was a rookie. I wanted to really put hands on the man. Um because it was a it was he was trying to get and, and look, man, my draft class, dude, we had some dogs, right? We got DeMarcus Ware, who's gonna get a gold jacket, one of the best defensive players I've ever played with, ever seen. Chris Canty was drafted in that same class, went to the Giants and won Super Bowls. We had Marion Barber drafted in that class. Jay Ratliff was drafted in that class. So we was all getting it. It wasn't just me, you know, or D Ware, because we was the first round. Everybody had their moments where they was like, man, this dude out of his mind. But ultimately, bro, the career longevity, and y'all know how they go, the career longevity, the quote-unquote learning how to be a pro, that was Bill's place. And he kind of laid that foundation for us to be able to be professionals and have long careers. 
but I couldn't stand the dude the first year, bro. Like literally was like, I'm one day I'm gonna just sneak him. I'm gonna sneak him. I'm gonna punch him in the back of the head and put him to sleep. <laughs> what is that, big tuna? Big tuna. Tuna parsley. Big, yeah. big tuna. You were sitting at your house in your apartment. You probably rented at the time, and you're just sitting oh, there hello. looking in the mirror. I'm gonna fucking sleep this fat tuna, man. <laughs> <laughs> just that thought. That thought being an actual reality is awesome. And then realizing bro. as you get older, like, oh, I needed this. Like, we needed no this. Doubt. Do you no think doubt, there's a man. chance that that's not happening as much nowadays? I mean, there is a thought, and me and AJ talked about this, and I'm kind of scared to get your answer just because of how hard we went at it. But, like, I don't. Th- there's going to come a day very soon where I don't think anybody is going to spray their own bottle of water in their mouth. Swaggy. Like, I, I, I think there is going to come a day where a lot of this that you're talking about, where you hated this dude, but you needed yeah. this guy to become an order. That's kind of changing, isn't it? And you're a dad and a coach and everything like that. So I guess you get to see it kind of firsthand. But that's a real thing that's happening, right? To your point, Fee, like evolution happens, right? We get smarter, right? Like you could come back from an ACL. Back in the day, you couldn't, right? They thought it was the end of your career. Um, in football, right? The, the technology and helmets help with concussions because of information and things that 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 we found out that were detrimental. Tore off shots, not good for the kidneys. Hey, they were awesome though. They were <laughs> awesome. Make you feel like Superman. That was that was. They should have made a movie about it because you run through a brick wall and not realize it until the following Wednesday that you ran through a big brick wall. Hey, when but that here, wore off, Swaggy, when that shit wore off, oh. Bro, when it wore off, bro, when it wore off, it was the first real practice day. Y'all know about that. When the tornado left, it was it was nine on seven. Was the first period of practice, uh, so you was right back at it. So AJ th- did. Hey, hold on, hold on. I don't want to get too much into this. AJ yeah, yeah. didn't get Tordal in Green Bay. They did not use Tordal at all. I used Tordal with a dislocated kneecap in my kicking leg and was able yes. to kick every. Tordal was the greatest thing of all time. Terrible for your kidney, but as to your point, we learn and we evolve and we grow. And we God get bless you, AJ. Yeah, and that's fire that you didn't have to use Tordal. I had to use. I was a two gapper. Listen, man. <laughs> um, I think I think I think to your point, feet. Like I, I look at these young athletes, bro, and I try so hard not to be the old guy on the stoop. But sometimes, man, your emotions don't matter in this game. Sometimes, how you feel don't matter. Like that's the school that I came from, right? But now you got you see the evolution, man. Look, Nick Saban coached me. Nick Saban recruited me. Nick Saban ain't danced one time in my living room. He dancing in recruits living rooms now because that's the evolution. <laughs> Right, these do. It's a different breed. So, it, for the sake of me not going like all the way stupid on the younger generation, because they did, they 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 are not doing it our way. I still think it needs to be some foundational things about football and life in in general that don't need to leave. Like you need to be on time, and yeah. and if if you're not on time, you need to be fine. It don't need to be because you you felt like today was a rough morning, so I didn't come to work on time. I don't agree with that. They find my ass when I had a rough morning and I was late. That's just what happens, right? That's the commitment. Like like Bill Parcells cursing you out in, in practice and being like in your face. I'm fine with that. I ain't never been with a coach putting his hands on players because yeah. you can't really beat me. You just flexing authority, but you can't beat me for real, right? So I've never been of that school of thought in, in, in the physical part of it. But, man, Bruce, some of these dudes transfer because the coach cursed them out one time. Or some of these dudes, they, they, need, they, need to, they need to, like, they need to go talk to all of their teammates about what's going on 
because coach being hard on them. I think sometimes, man, we just like like I said, don't want to be the old school dude on the stoop. It's real. Before I, but for a lot of the foundational things that's going to make you a professional and then carry over into life, I don't think coaches need to waver on that. Bro. I, I agree because I think those are lessons that you literally have to gain through experience. Like yes. you, and getting through it and getting over it and even acknowledging like, hey, this person's wrong in my eyes, but they are in a position to do this. I will learn going ahead because I don't want to do this again or I'll remember this forever. It's just like... Absolutely, and that's huge in life. Like you're going to talk, yeah. to, you're going to talk to idiots in life that are going to be in a position of power somehow, and you're going to have to be able to withstand the stupidity flowing 100%. out of their. Like this is just something to learn. It is crazy. I and I don't have a kid, or I don't coach, or anything like that. But it seems like at some point you have to be able to get a little accountability in there because yeah, that, man, that is a pillar of being a human. I think if you want to go on and do anything, hey, bro, listen, bro, we get, we get, we get, you know. Uh, when we in the media, we get killed all the time. And I was I, like, I work for ESPN and Disney, right? And there are certain things that you can and cannot do at that company. You know, if I don't like the company policy and I want to do something they don't want me to do, I need to take my ass somewhere else that allows me to do it. <laughs> Instead of complaining about ESPN or Disney not wanting me to do that. I'm from that train of thought. Right. Like, like, OK, you mad. You don't you want to talk about this, but they don't want to allow you to talk about this. I probably need to go find somewhere that'll let me talk about it and tell Disney I appreciate you. If you want to drop your things that much and do what you do. I love my job. I pretty much talk about everything I want to talk about anyway. And, and pro I'm going to probably say something one day where I'm going to have to be reprimanded unbeknownst <laughs> to myself. But the bottom line is, man, the it, it really boils down to my decision. Is to work for Disney at ESPN. It's their sandbox. You're in right. their sandbox. If you're it's their, it's their thing. Now, if I'm Pat McAfee and I got a show, I can do what the hell I want to do. Okay, that's freedom. One day I may be there, McAfee, but as long as they keep sending these direct deposits every Tuesday, <laughs> I'm gonna play in the sandbox. Well, listen, I think you will be there one day because you're obviously incredibly intelligent. It seems like your work ethic is next to. You know, the greats of all time. And oh, man. I've enjoyed the hell out of listening to you speak on here. And I think a lot of people probably have. Go ahead, Ty. Swagoo, you mentioned, uh, you know, the school you came from. With LSU, what do you think they need yeah. to do to kind of get back? They're in the dead. Yeah, I mean, are they dead in the water? They're, They're paying Orgeron a bunch of money. Like, they're talking. Look, do they need to go get a guy like Urban or something? Like, does it have to be a huge splash hire to be able to compete in the SEC with Saban? Man, hell no on Urban. That's number one. If y'all ain't never heard me talk about Urban, I, oh, don't, I, I don't like Urban. I don't want him coaching at LSU. Yes, I said it. All right. Here's the thing, man. Yes, I think it needs to be. First of all, I think it needs to be a coach with offensive prowess, right? We've struggled for so long getting a consistent, like, high-level quarterback play. And I think it's because when you're a recruit, you look at LSU and you really don't think of them for having the prolific passes. We had Joe Burrow, obviously, who transferred from Ohio State, so he wasn't even originally ours, but we we adopted him, and now he's our prodigal son. Yeah. And he's the last big-time quarterback to leave LSU. But I think we need a coach that when these recruits are looking at LSU, they saying, you know what, I can go throw for 5,000 yards. I could sit in New York at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. We will always play really good defense. Right. Like it's enough athletes in Louisiana 
and neighboring places for you to get a lot of really good football players out of the state and even close. And LSU has cachet. Like they, the, it's a name brand around the country. So you'll get every once in a while a five star that everybody expected to go another place that can actually play. Speaking of that, the five star shit. I hate it. Me okay? too. Yeah, I, I hate zero it, stars, yeah. Like, like evaluate the player if he fits your thing and if he can ball, recruit him and bring him in and coach him. All right, let me. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, you're right. Hey, you're right. Why are we letting some website determine who you should look at? Hey, but hold, quick, Marcus, don't you think though sometimes head coaches that maybe not as confident as others they feel pressure that hey, if this guy's in state and he's considered a four or five star, I have to recruit him because it looks bad if I don't. A hundred percent, AJ. A hundred percent. And 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 the pressure comes from obviously we know boosters and the fan base. Like we gotta get this guy. We gotta get this guy. I don't watch dudes leave Louisiana and go to Alabama. I don't like it. But you know what happens to those dudes when they go to Alabama? They get drafted in the top ten. Okay. <laughs> so do your thing, bro. I got it's a it's a it's a um young dude at Alabama. Chris Allen, he was going a DN. He was going to get drafted in the top three rounds. Unfortunately, he tore his Achilles. He went to my high school. I didn't give a damn where he went to college. I just wanted him to have success. Go somewhere where you can ball out, man. Would it would it been great for him to go to LSU? Yes, I would have loved it. Not saying that, but I think back to the question: If we can get an offensive minded coach where we can get quarterbacks to say, "I can go to LSU and be a Heisman Trophy candidate." We'll be able to compete. I got the guy. It's in your backyard. Oh, yeah. It's already in your house. Yes. Talk to me. Big Bad Brad Johnson, 14. Oh. Oh. Huh? Big Bad. Become coach's son? Yeah. Yes. And and the trick shot. Oh, uh, yeah. The hat. Tiger Stadium. Oh, my God. He can still sling it. I've seen him hit two (laughs) basketball courts. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Two basketball. Yeah. If we hire Brad Johnson, I ain't going to a game. Oh! <laughs> What's your deal? Have you ever seen the doink, dude? I love Brad yeah. Johnson. I ain't going to no game. I don't want Brad Johnson as the head coach. What about Lane Kiffin? I've, I've heard um I've heard rumors of of Lincoln Riley, and I hate speaking on coaches when they got another job because you know how we get it. They like, oh, you trying to influence it. But if we got Lincoln Riley, I'd be over the moon. I know one thing: we gonna have a really good offense if we get him. Who do you think? Okay, I heard Lane Kiffin though. Is Lane Kiffin a guy you'd want to see there? Yeah, Lane, Lane will be fine as long as Lane can keep his extracurricular cool. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's an offensive genius. He's an offensive genius, man. He's a really good coach, and I don't want to throw it back twenty years. Lane has matured and all of that. I think Lane would be a good fit at LSU. It's a tough place. It's a tough place in this regard, right? Once once LSU fans accept you, they all in, bro. They it, it it is go oh, to the end of the earth. Hell yeah. But but if you if you ain't if you ain't authentic and you start with that faking and losing, you out of there, big dog. Uh, you out of there like 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 yesterday's news. I I can't wait to see how it all plans out because they stink right yeah, now. Yeah. That can't happen. LSU. Hey man, hey easy. Easy, big fella. LSU stinks. They're terrible. LSU just – you guys are supposed to be good. Like West Virginia, for instance. West Virginia. We stink this year. We stink this year. So do we. We stink this year. It happens. That was West Virginia. I mean, it seems like it's going to continue potentially. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Swagoo, you mentioned the dynamics on the TV aspect of things. How is it with Kendrick Perkins on the uh, Swagoo and Perk podcast? And what's that uh, mindset like on the podcast versus the TV? The podcast is freedom, man, because first of all, it's long form. So you can really get 
in the detail. And then Big Perk, who I have a ton of respect for. I've been knowing Big Perk since like 2000 or 1999. I played I played basketball. I know y'all can't tell now because I'm like 340, but I played <laughs> basketball. And I was, a, I was a pretty good basketball player. And Perk obviously was a great basketball player coming up through high school. But we played for this organization called the Houston Hoops. And it was a big-time Nike organization. We traveled. We did all the whole travel thing. But Perk was on the younger Ooh. team. But Perk at, like, 13 was, like, 6'9". <laughs> but we were like, we was like, he going to the pros because he was coordinated. He could play. We like, all right, that's what an NBA player looked like. I probably need to go play football. But Perk was always inquisitive, man. He always was looking for wisdom. He stayed around us older guys trying to kind of figure out the game before he actually got into the spot where he had to make decisions. And then he he got an old soul. I got an old soul too, bro. Like we, we grew up around a lot of older folks. We grew up with a lot of wisdom. We grew up like kind of slow motion. Um, Kofi can't relate to that. You too damn hype for me. No, 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 I'm old school. Oh, I'm old. Yeah. I'm old school. I'm an old soul. Uh, old but, soul. but the podcast, man, the podcast for us is really just like, like two brothers getting getting together for an hour and talking about stuff that's going on in the world, man. See, the funniest thing Hold ever on. happened to me on television. I don't know if your crew know this. All right. Me and Kofi was on Get Up Together on ESPN, and we was talking about Michael Jordan. And I said, in the black community, Michael Jordan was an icon. Oh, yeah. And his shoes was ever. And Fee, right after that, this is why I love this dude to this day. Right after that, Kofi said, well, in the white community, Michael Jordan was a brand. Was a brand no, uh, yeah, I agree. I said, well, the white community, uh, the same way. Also, just, just wanted to quickly, just so we all were on the same, because we were at the same table. I believe Isaiah was there, too, right? Yeah. I believe, oh, it, I believe it was Isaiah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Isaiah was there. Now it was funny, man. But that's when I knew I was like, "This is my kind of guy, right here." Man. Well, literally, I was. I felt like I was representing the white conglomerate. You there. were as the only white at the table. I'm like, hey, just want to let everybody know here that that is across all. Man, you better, hey, hey, you you better had spoke up, man. I know. Like, what if I say not? Oh, I say nothing there. By the oh. way, oh. <laughs> God, go ahead, Tom. So I get it this weekend. Cowboys Chiefs. It feels like it's a measuring stick for both of these teams. Chiefs yeah. maybe have got their swagger back. Cowboys, they seem like they're real. What do you think about this weekend's game? Man, I'm so excited about this game. First of all, shout out to that damn hat, man. I'm I'm watching Yellowstone right now yes. with Kevin Costner. I'm going. I'm ordering me a hat today. I no, no, hey, hey, don't get too far. That's how this whole That's thing what started. Happened, he, he watched the first uh, thing of uh, Yellowstone, Clydestone, Yellowstone. 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 He, watched, he turned into a cowboy literally the Kofi, next day. Kofi, I apologize in advance. I'm already gone, bro. <laughs> What I'm if you show gone. up on oh. NFL? Oh. First, of all, first of all, my love for Kevin Costner is like through the through the sky, okay? Nice. It's been that way since the bodyguard. Nice. All right. Yeah. So Please. to see him on anything is fire. And the and the show is fire too. It's a lot of it's a lot of gruesome stuff going on. But to the Cowboys and the Chiefs, yes, it is a litmus test. It is a litmus test for both of these teams. I think the Chiefs in this particular season, I'm not talking overarching. Me and Stephen A. had this argument on first take the other day. I'm not talking overarching. The Chiefs need this game more because they still have to answer some questions based on how this season has started for them and how they've been playing. We kind of have a really good idea of who the Dallas Cowboys are. 
They 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 are a balanced team defensively. They're better. They better than they were last year. They're not world beaters on defense by any stretch of the imagination. They make it opportunistic plays and they playing really good complementary football. Mahomes them last week against the Las Vegas Raiders got back to being the Chiefs offense, but it's because okay. I don't know what the hell Gus Bradley was doing, defense coordinator for the Raiders, but he was the one guy in the NFL that said, you know what? I'm going to go at Tyreek Hill man-to-man. I'm going to see if my guy can stay with Tyreek Hill. And then, too, I'm going to leave the middle of the field open, and we're going to see if Travis Kelsey can still catch or not. And he found out to the tune of 40-some-odd points that everybody could still play. Yeah. The Cowboys do that. I ain't coming on this show no more because it's a bad omen. Well, I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, sentiment that you will take a stand if the Cowboys do what Gus Bradley did. And let's assume that the blueprint is out there to beat the Chiefs. It was there for a while. But to your point, the second half of the Washington football game, the Washington football team, I think they they played pretty well. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. It wasn't until Jackson Mahomes didn't go to a game that really I think we all... We all uh-huh, agree that they're back. Hey, the we got to get out of here. We got to get to a break, Swaggy. We appreciate you joining us, man. And you see what the shirts say, bro. One love all the time, man. This was fun as hell. AJ, say more next time, bro. <laughs> now, man, got to let you go. You, you're going. <laughs> hey, Swagoo, that isn't what he does. He just drops in with something toxic, and then he yeah. sits back, hits a cigar. I mean, and look what I'm it. dealing with, man. You know I can't talk to him. When people ask me about AJ, I call him model face. He got that chiseled model face. Yeah. He gonna end up he gonna end up on some men health magazine or some yeah. shit and yeah. he's gonna be embarrassed. Can't wait. Yeah, Can't you're talking wait. about home plate face there. Look yeah. at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it is chiseled. He's the man, as are you, ladies uh, and gentlemen, Marcus Spears. Thank you. I'm sorry for interrupting this incredible conversation. But we have big news and shoes. Rothy's is now selling men's sneakers and driving loafers. You've probably heard your wife, sister, mother, daughter, girlfriend, or friends talk about their love of Rothy's women's shoes. Well, now they've brought their sustainable materials, washable design, and innovative craftsmanship to men's shoes. Listen, looking good and feeling great just got easier thanks to Rothy's and the approach to shoe design. From the unbeatable comfort to the fact that you can wash them, these shoes check every box. If you hate when your favorite white sneakers or light-colored shoes get dirty, Rothy's men's shoes are for you. Their washable construction means your shoes look like new with every wash. Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet, too. Their elevated style is achieved through innovative manufacturing and materials. I got a pair of the loafers in the desert camo, and they are absolute fire flames. I love those things. So upgrade your shoe game with the new men's options from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash McAfee to discover what the hype is all about. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash McAfee. Back to the show. The perfect person for the conversation that we are currently about to have is joining us now. Hell yeah. And I guess, and by the way, I did not see this, but I guess there has been an entire 
you know, conversation narrative from this particular person that I have shadow banned this person from the show. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't think that's accurate at all. I always enjoy our conversations. And I just, when something happens like this, I go, oh, Mark Madden needs to speak. For whatever reason, that hadn't happened. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. Tested IQ of 166, the super genius double M, Mark Madden. Yeah! What's the shadow ban shit? What does that even well, mean? First off, Whenever Murado missed hockey practice, he came up with some kind of hokey excuse just like this. Right. <laughs> Close contact. You're right. He can't really prove it because he might test negative for the next few days. He is vaccinated. Then did he just take a day off? That's something to think about as an old coach of his. I didn't even think about that. Well, he, he, he delivered on the rink, but, you know, there were times. Anyway, I mean, Joe Hadley, if it were Joe Hadley. It would definitely be a big cheat job. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to do a little investigating, maybe send a PI over there and mm -hmm. say, hey, Joe, you haven't been around anybody in two months. You know, but as far as the shadow ban accusations go, I think I'm by far the best guest on the show, maybe a bit south of Aaron Rodgers. I think I should be on all the time. Well, and by the way, I understand that you think that, and I appreciate that you think that. And by the way, a few of the boys in the office think that as well. But I like Of course they do. Well, not everybody. I mean, I won't start giving names, but there is some guys here that would like that. Not everybody. They push for it. But I think whenever we bring you in, it's like, hey, this is Mark Madden's wheelhouse. Yes. He might say something you don't disagree with, but hey, this is his fucking thing. And I, I feel like Liverpool ownership getting involved with the Penguins, with where the Steelers are sitting. It feels like it is a Mark Madden well, there's tornado. There's no question that there's synergy here. I mean... Fenway Sports Group is now Mark Madden's one-stop shop for all his sports rooting interests. It is tremendous. <laughs> you like this. Hold on, Mark. If you didn't like Liverpool and the Fenway Sports Management Group, whatever, wasn't a part of the Liverpool ownership, would you not hate this? Would you not say, hey, can you not make just like some fake entity and have it be called the Igloo Sports Management or Three Rivers Sports Management? And I know old Lucky Lucino, Lucky oh, yeah. Lucino is a Pittsburgh man who's a part of this group, but don't you think the Boston-ness that's coming with that no. isn't great for Pittsburgh? Don't you think no, that at no, all? No, I don't. Uh if I could pick a entity, and this is regardless of their affiliation as owners of Liverpool, if I could pick a conglomerate to buy the Penguins, it would be Fenway Sports Group. Hell yeah. uh, Mario is going to be a minority owner. I saw him at the game a couple nights back. He is going to still be active and involved, not as active and not as involved. Otherwise, what would be the point of selling the team? But Fenway Sports Group has a ton of money, and they want to win. And when you have a sports ownership group, really, Pat, what else is there? Furthermore, there's going to be even more money because I have been told that a major motivation for FSG buying the Penguins is now between the Penguins, the Boston Red Sox, and Liverpool Football Club. They're going to start their own streaming service, kind of like a, a Yes Network, the Yankees thing. Ah. And that is going to bring in even more money and hey, fund uh, everything they do, including, hopefully... Uh, championship runs for the Penguins in Liverpool. The Red Sox, I don't so much care about. And uh, a lot of people said, well, they sold Mookie Betts. They're going to trade Crosby. They made a great deal with Mookie Betts. They dumped David Price. They got a lot in return, and they still made the playoffs. Boom. 
So it's an ideal situation for the Penguins. It is absolutely a best-case scenario. Okay, and I can see how maybe your personal feelings on a couple, two out of the this three. Is, this is totally yeah. Uh, objective. Yeah, objective, of course, of course. But it, it, I don't think it would be like Yes Network, right, because those rights are too big. It'll be. Do you think it'll be more like documentaries, behind-the-scenes stuff of these three massive teams, or do you think it'll just be like daily coverage of these three teams? Yeah, that's a good question, Pat. I, I don't know. This just kind of came to light yesterday. And I'm sure a lot of T's have to be That'd crossed. That'd be a great have idea. To be yeah. But it, but it definitely gives them – those three teams give them a pretty effective platform no matter what they choose to do in that vein. Yeah, and I can't wait to see it. And hopefully this will make the Penguins, you know, just as great as they've always been. Not well, like, not this year. Do we stink? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to win the Stanley Cup, right? We're going to win the Cup this year for sure. Sid, Sid just came back. Hey, Sid's back. Yeah, we're going to win the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, but, but here's the problem, Pat. And I, and I do think Sid's going to rally – and rally the team. Yeah, he is. But uh, since 2006, the year after the lockout, if you're in a playoff berth at Thanksgiving, you make it 75% of the time. The loser point makes it so tough to climb and to jump over teams and making it even tougher. That Metro division is loaded. That is by far the best division in hockey. So, you know, I always live in hope because the Penguins are my team. But, it, but it's going to be oh, hard, and they got to start getting points. Like losing to Buffalo at home oh. a couple nights back, oh, that's unacceptable. No. And now they play Montreal tonight at Montreal. By the way, best hot dogs in the world, Bell Center hot dogs. Oh, Montreal's they? home rink, best hot dogs. Sidney Crosby never eats hot dogs. When he's at Montreal, he eats a ton of Bell Center hot dogs. Is that because so they, you got to beat Montreal, they stick. Do they come in baguettes? Is that why? Does Ooh, it come in back? No, no, but the bun is perfectly toasted. Oh. The condiments. I mean, it's just, oh. it, I'm not even a hot dog fan, and I love Bell Center hot dogs. How's the, how's the ketchup? Is it Heinz ketchup up there for that? Oh, perfectly. It t- doesn't ring a bell, but it's got to be, right? Has to be. Yeah, any other ketchup would be mm. disgusting and despicable. Well, where oh, do you yeah. stand with ketchup on hot dogs? I'm all the way in. Get the fuck out of here. Get yeah. out. So, so am I, but you get heat for that, don't you? Now, who cares? That's the Chicago people who think they have a monopoly on eating hot dogs. You oh, don't. Man. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. yeah, don't. And ketchup. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Ketchup and onions. Oh, and, and by the way, a little cheese, a little nacho cheese on it. Oh. Yeah, that's overkill. I'm not against it. Look, no, I'm not going to die on that hill, Pat. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm not fighting the mustard people with like, hey, also American <laughs> cheese on there and <laughs> bacon I'd like as well. I'm not chili. Gonna... What about chili? I'm out. Chili I don't like chili. I don't like chili. You don't like chili? Come on. No? It's too hot in my mouth. You, I don't like so, it. Th- at, uh. at any rate, this is great for the Penguins. Believe me. It, it just, and it, it is, you know, it looks like I'm saying, oh, they own Liverpool. Now they own the Penguins. They're great guys. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, the, Mario Lemieux has turned on a lot of crackpots over his time owning the team. And, and, you know, he held out for, A, the best price. Let's not kid ourselves. But, B, just a great ownership group for the Penguins moving forward. Remember that one guy? who, like, invented the BlackBerry that wanted to buy the team. It turned out he had, like, $35 cash, and that was it. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Speaking of that, okay, so it was common knowledge that the Penguins were for sale. Is that something? And why why was I even thinking about trying to buy the Pirates? They stink. I hate the Pirates. I don't like baseball. I didn't know the Penguins were even up for sale. How come, like, Mark Cuban or any of these other conversations? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is the biggest BS artist in the world. No, no, let me talk. Let me talk. Oh, I'd like to buy the Pirates. But but what, Mark? If you wanted to buy the Pirates, you could do it tomorrow. You have more money than God. 
He wanted to buy the Penguins, except he wanted to use Mario's money back when and make Mario a figurehead like Joe Lewis at the casino door. And let me get real personal. Mark Cuban said he was going to keep the O afloat in Pittsburgh, the hot dog shop. Oh, yeah, he did. I remember And that, that was a flat-out lie because if Mark Cuban wanted to keep the O afloat, it would have been open the next day. That is chump change. All Mark Cuban does is lie about Pittsburgh to keep up his street cachet in his old hometown. Oh. When's the last time he was here? Hold we on. want nothing to do with him. Okay, okay, Double M. I did not know. I did not know that you had heat with Mark Cuban. I, I didn't know no, that. that's was- not heat. Those are just the facts. And by the way, <laughs> Capriotti's, the, the, hot, the sandwich shop from Las Vegas, has moved into where the O was. And it is delightful. Okay, hold on. I do remember him saving the O or saying he was going to save the O. What happened? That didn't happen? I assume there was some oh, sort no, of... Oh, no, gee, he forgot to do it. He managed <laughs> to get in the newspaper saying, I'd like to save the O. And it would take, like, again, nickels for him to save it. But he plum forgot to do it. He managed to yap, 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 yap about it. But he plum forgot to do it. All right. All right. Ooh. And there's no reason for plum to get added in there. There's other words you could have used. This is why I'm shadow banned because, you know... I. You know, I blast Mark Cuban. You don't like it. I can tell. No, I, I mean, Mark Cuban's probably going to have an answer if I had to guess. I, I, I honestly believe that our show is one of the only shows where, hey, you could say, like, you, there's a reason you feel the way you feel. Go ahead and get it. Now, on the flip side, the Internet does its thing, too. Oh, I, I, I mean, we, we are uh, an open-door policy for the Internet. I assume Mark Cuban's going to hear that. I did not know this is how you felt about Mark. I can't wait to hear the why. I wa- don't feel that way about Mark. It's nothing personal. I've, uh, I, you just I, got I, pretty I personal there. Person. What's that? You just got pretty personal there. I mean, that was pretty. That was no, a good not problem. really. I mean, just because I think every single word that comes out of his mouth regarding Pittsburgh is horse manure <laughs> doesn't necessarily make it personal. Okay. All right. Let's move on True. to the next subject that I assume will go fantastically. Hey, Rudolph's a guy, huh? Mason Rudolph <laughs> is a guy. I mean, Mark, here we go. The Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. All right, good gobbagool out there. They tie the Lions. That's fantastic. Tough, that's, yeah. hey, that's a tough game, especially with how everybody got hurt during that game, the weather, everything like that. Now, Sunday night football, a lot of people potentially in, maybe out, hurt roster. Rudolph's in, maybe not. Who knows? What are your thoughts on the Steelers? Well, I think Rudolph's definitely in. I think Ben would have to test negative Sunday, and then they'd have to fly him across the country to play at night. And I, you know, that's not how football coaches operate, Pat. You know that. If Rudolph practices all week and they game plan with Rudolph, he is going to, to play the game Sunday. Um, I didn't think he lost it. I always call that a loss because a tie against Detroit, let's be honest, that's a loss. Oh, in any. I didn't think he, he, he tied the game, but I didn't think he gave them a real good chance to win it either. Um, he has no touch on the ball. He just seems panicky out there. But I, I didn't like the coaching either. Look at when they had first and goal from the five and oh. didn't run the ball once. Zach Banner, an extra offensive tackle. You gotta bring in maybe Derek Watt, bring in Zach Gentry, just the tight end who blocks. And they didn't run the ball once. And and to be fair, Rudolph had Ray Ray McLeod wide open in the end zone and, and, and underthrew him badly. I think you at least have to give Ray Ray McLeod the chance to drop that ball. Okay, so, so <laughs> all right, a couple of decisions there that you you said Matt Canada maybe needs to be a little bit better. Have you heard of this man's breakdown of the red zone offense? Go ahead and run that. So when they're down there in the goal line, he threw the ball twice. This is Matt Canada. This, this is Matt Canada when you got Nosh. Okay, look at the face on this guy. You got Nosh and you got Rudolph. Throw it in the fucking floor, Don Ray! 
the field. I'm serious. So, I sure the field it's third down. Court. Now he's gonna throw again. <laughs> Uh, is that a lot of Pittsburgh? Who is that? Where'd uh, that, you get that? That's a epitome of Yinzer on Twitter at e Yinzer. He may or may not be a classic Italian dad from Plum. Uh, it just he, he, he's the num- he's the next number one radio talk host in Pittsburgh. Well, that's what I'm saying. As soon as I heard it come out of your mouth, I was like, well, it seems is this a? Oh yeah, just because it's cliched and Yinzery doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, so what do you think about the future? New quarterback? Yesterday, Jay Glazer was calling us from North Dakota, which looked a lot like a Caribbean island for Strahan's mm-hmm. uh, 50th birthday party. He said he had a couple cocktails. We broached the subject of him and Tomlin being friends, what the future looks like. He said something along the lines of, Ben's going to be able to do whatever Ben wants to do. They weren't necessarily sure that Ben was going to come back this year, but they feel Ben has earned basically the right to end however he wants to end. And then they do not want to rebuild with a young quarterback, maybe a veteran quarterback out there they'd be in the market for. Do you ever see the Steelers doing something like that? That doesn't seem like a Steelers move. No, I don't see them going out and signing a veteran quarterback. I know Jay mentioned like Rodgers and and Russell Wilson. That would be very unstealery. Don't forget, the Steelers are run a certain way by Art II because he believes in the way Daddy did it and Granddaddy did it. And I'm not criticizing that at all. That's worked pretty well uh, since the, since the, since the uh, early 70s. And here's a little factoid, too, to consider. Since they drafted Terry Bradshaw first overall in 1970, Pat, guess how many seasons have gone by where a quarterback not drafted by the Steelers has started the majority of the games of the season? Doc Hodges had to be one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, he didn't start the majority. Tommy Max. Oh, Tommy Gunn. Cordell. Cordell I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Cordell. Three times. Three okay. years okay. since 1970. Yeah. Twice with Tommy Maddox, once with Mike Tomzak. Oh, fucking oh, Tomzak, oh, dude. Tommy. I forgot about old Mike Tomzak. If they We're do wrong. go in that direction, and I'm not saying for sure they won't, it'll be a quantum leap in the team's philosophy. Plus, which uh, I think Ben's going to want to play again next year. And I don't think they'll say no to him. And, and this year, I thought they should have told Ben no and started Mason Rudolph until I actually saw Mason Rudolph play. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and now I know they've done the right thing. Yeah, okay. So just at the end there, we can't bear Go ahead, Tom. Mark, you didn't see enough before this year. What, also, what, <laughs> what's the reports uh, coming out that Dewey Haskins was uh, playing around on his flip phone before the game and not even prepared at all in case something happened to Mason? Well, okay, first off uh, – Mason Rudolph was 5-3 and three as a starter coming into that debacle record, on Mark. Sunday. So, I mean, I expected better, and I think in the past he did play better. The reason Pittsburgh fans don't like Mason Rudolph is because when he had his go-around with Miles Garrett, he looked scared and weak. And uh, Pittsburgh fans have never forgotten that. As far as Dewey Haskins goes, there's a guy who got drafted in the first round by Washington, and he got cut inside of two years. That's the only time that's ever happened with a quarterback drafted in the first round. Uh, he's just not into playing football. He likes the rewards that come with it, but he's not a real football player. And that's not me saying it. That's a lot of people saying that. I'm just not a believer in the guy. Here's a question I got for you, though, Pat, because you're more dialed into this than me. How come they're allowed to have phones on the field during warm-ups? Yeah, I don't know. So I was you were always able to have the phone on the field during warm-ups because music and shit like that. But I, the, the dancing, the, the which... 
I mean, I don't need to get you going on that, but like the content creation on the field before the game, right? That has kind of evolved a lot. There's rules like 90 minutes before you can't post anything and stuff like that. But I think the phones on the sideline initially is because music and playlists and warming up. And then it is just kind of evolved into what it has become now. Or, or it could be because the Steelers let their players walk all over them because they become a weak organization. Nice. Well, Pat, Pat, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Okay? Melvin Ingram didn't play enough. So they said, okay, just go to Kansas City. We play you the day after Christmas. You could sack Ben. You could hurt Ben. You could beat us. You could knock us out of the playoffs. But Melvin, God forbid you ever know an unpleasant moment. You need to leave because we can't stand you being unhappy. God forbid you should be a backup. Let's go back to 2014. With Garrett Blunt, mad because he's not playing. He's behind Le'Veon Bell, but he's still mad. Leaves the field before a game's over. They let him go to New England where he wins the Super Bowl. And what happens in the playoffs? Le'Veon Bell gets hurt, and they got to play the Ravens in the first round with Ben Tate and Josh Harris. That didn't go so good. Yeah. So the Steelers just, just they're more concerned with their players being happy well, than they are winning football games. Hold on. James Harrison in 2017. Uh, Pat, you played the NFL. The NFL's not the happy business. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. But I think what they are thinking about is the overall culture of the building. Now, I don't know what's going on in there. But if Melvin was being a, you know, I don't want to say a cancer, but somebody that was affecting them behind the scenes, just like what happened with Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think Cleveland, I think Cleveland was going to do the exact same thing you're saying. Like, hey, we are not letting you go play somewhere else. This is your contract. You play this. But then it became such a large distraction in meetings, in the locker room, traveling, everything in the day-to-day, which is, by the way, a 90% of your time as opposed to just the game. So I understand why you say and feel the way you feel. But unless you're back there, you don't know how awkward that player is potentially making it, you know? And and I think there's two different situations that could take place. You know what you do, Pat? You tell Melvin Ingram to go home. Go home you and can't. We'll see how not playing serves you in free agency. We'll see how many teams want you. Hey, you're not you allowed to. At all. Hey, you're not allowed to now with the new CBA. Like, this is what the Browns got into. Yeah. The, the Browns were excusing Odell Beckham Jr., but then all the people on the internet who read through the CBA and have law degrees, they're like, he, they're actually not allowed to do that. They either have to suspend him, which they don't have cause, or send him. What I'm saying is, I agree with what you're saying. You signed a contract to do X. This is what you do. There might be some tough times. This goes all the way into the transfer portal conversation. This isn't just in Pittsburgh. This is an entire conversation that could happen. But there's no, no, I know that. Yeah, there's just a lot of shit, I think, that potentially doesn't get thought about whenever you think about just the outcome as opposed to the process and how awkward it could be in the team building process, you know? The team building. Well, then trade them to some team that can't hurt you. Trade them to the Western Conference. Don't trade them to Kansas City, who you're playing the day after Christmas in a game that could be make or break for your playoffs. Hey, listen, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, and you're not the only person that is pissed about how all of this is kind of unfolding, and it seems like it's a new generation thing, and will it continue to do this? It's it's a very interesting, interesting dynamic. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Mark, do you anticipate the Steelers paying Minka upwards of you know, 20, 25 a year like the high-end safeties? And also, did you get a chance to congratulate T.J. Watt on the massive contract? contract that he got no tj and i don't speak but i give tj watt all the credit in the world because there's a guy who got the huge deal and ever since then has come out determined every snap to prove he deserves it and he's proved he deserves it when he's healthy hell yeah and i really do give him credit for that no tongue-in-cheek here because a lot of guys don't do that as far as minka goes boy if they give him the money he's going to want he'd be an awful expensive flavor of vanilla 
because he's he's done almost nothing this year. And I don't want to hear about the ripple effect where he makes everybody around him better. He's created one takeaway all season. Don't you have to produce more tangible results than that? Uh, he also he flies around. That defense is very good. Why would you want to shake it that up? That defense but, is not very good. Tom, Look at the stats. Oh, okay. I, well, I haven't dove into the stats. I it just, has Watt and Hayward and, I guess, Minka, and that's it. All right. Well, you know what Pittsburgh does have that everybody else doesn't? Me. Mark fucking Madden, dude. Hey, Can I get a plug-in real quick? Yeah, you got a new podcast. I, I, I think the world Rick is... Rick Flair, Woo Nation Uncensored. It is all the way live. Number one podcast in wrestling. I think we were number seven in sports at last look. Right behind the Pat McAfee show. Oh. Now, uh, obviously, week one, we're coming out of the box hot. Who knows what will happen from there. But it's pretty good. And he's just Rick Flair. You know him. You've met him. You, you've dealt with him. He's, the, he's just insane. And you never know what he's going to say. And did you hear the first episode? I did not. I saw a couple of the clips. I'm actually saving it for when I have to travel next to listen. Yeah, it turns out AEW getting CM Punk and Brian Danielson hurt their ratings. Wow, that's I did see that clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, what, what's the name of it again? Woo Nation Uncensored? Ric Flair, Woo Nation Uncensored, yes. And uh, the thing about Punk and Danielson, and they're great performers, no doubt about it. I'm but a big fan. The numbers don't lie, as Scott Steiner said, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. I mean, you either, you know, it just, see, I watch AEW, if you don't mind. So you're a WWE guy. And by the way, the Roman Reigns, Uso stuff, Paul Heyman, and Randy Orton, some of it's just absolutely the best stuff going on. The AEW stuff, I watch them to see the young guys, like Guevara, and uh, I think Sammy's just tremendous. Uh, Jungle Boy, uh, uh, MJF, uh, Darby Allen, Hangman Page. You know, I don't want to see the guys that were on WWE – uh, Orange Cassidy, very good pockets. I don't want to see the guys this? who were overexposed. Scumbag! Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. his characters really sucks. haven't evolved that much, although Danielson did turn heel last night. I want to see the guys I haven't got a chance to see elsewhere, and I hope that Tony Khan doesn't lose track of that. Uh, just quickly, uh, I thought Danielson turned heel immediately upon arrival when he said, I'm actually somebody that didn't hate where I just came from. I thought they, the seeds were being laid literally from his first uh, promo, but I might be wrong. It is great for wrestling. I can't wait to hear how your podcast does with Ric Flair. Thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Matt. We'll see you in a couple years. All right, Shadow Band back on. Get the fuck out. All right. Can't thank you enough for allowing us in your lives. Eternally grateful for it. There's big news coming out of this office in the next couple weeks. And uh, I can't wait to just continue to live the dumbest life with the greatest group of people around me and a fucking epic crew of humans that follow along with us. We can't thank you enough. Hashtag in a pod squad. Go ahead and tweet out where the hell you are. You might win some merch. Ty picks those. And speaking of Ty, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Super Boost Thursday Night Football Thursday. I forgot it there for a second. We just created it. God damn, it's going to become something of legend. It's going to become something of folktale. It's going to start tonight. We're going to win. And we're back tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Cheers.